Good afternoon. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker. Welcome to Bakes Takes Podcast. This is Saturday, April 3rd. Uh, happy Easter, everyone. I hope you have a great time. Uh, let's get right into it, folks. Number one, buy Bitcoin before Apple does. It's been a very interesting week and came up with some really cool stuff. Number two, up 15 plus percent. I'm still allergic to red and I'll elaborate on that. And number three, cannabis bright future. Getting brighter all the time, in my opinion. Why I do this? Bobby Jack, my sons, uh, they're 24, 22, uh, and uh, they used to ask me questions. They were in undergraduate business programs. They'd ask me about, uh, you know, before they went into interviews or doing projects, what groups do you like, uh, why are Bonds acting the way they are, etc. And I'd give them my thoughts, and then their friends would join in. And it's a great way for me to continue and connect with my sons every week, and I invite you to uh, to listen in. Uh, I went through the 87 crash, got my head handed to me, and then really uh, uh, went to school literally and figuratively. Got my MBA and, uh, and read everything, uh, uh, literally hundreds of books, everything from... Uh, Jesse Livermore to Peter Lynch and everything in between. Uh, and I found technical analysis very useful, and I really gravitated towards that. I've uh, done a lot of work there. Uh, and I go f- technicals first, fundamentals second. It's not right or wrong. It just works for me. Uh, I read the journal. I read Barron's. I read The Economist. I listen to podcasts. I devour newsletters. I uh, uh, put themes that we discover into Google alerts and find out see what, what uh, that kicks out, and I point you to them, and I always give attribution, and you can go check all that out yourself, but if you don't want to do that, know that I'm doing it for you and myself, and I eat home cooking. All I do is talk about what I'm investing in, what interests me, what my work shows up. Uh, I have no conflicts. Uh, so please, what are your pain points? What are problems you'd like to solve? Uh, topics I should cover? Uh, have at it. The feedback's invaluable, and thank you for it. Uh, now, disclaimer. This is an investment advice. Please conduct and share your own due diligence. And the more interactive this becomes, the more money we all make and the more fun we all have. So uh, let's have at it. Great week for fan mail. Uh, And uh, uh, my dad at the top of the list, because that's where he belongs. Uh, Happy Easter, Dad. Uh, God bless you. Um, uh, He wanted me to explain Touch the Stove. And, and I, I take this opportunity, when I say things that maybe is, are jargon or aren't clear, call me out on it and let me uh, elaborate. So um, this is my response to the, uh, the CNBC talking heads wagging their finger at the Robin Hooders and the Wall Street betters. And, and you, know, uh, you know, you kids stay away from investing, let the pros handle it, put down your, your, your Robin Hood app and, and uh, don't uh, uh, touch GameStop. And what I say, because I kind of parent this way, is I don't want my kids to burn themselves, but I want them to know that the stove is hot. And I can say it a thousand times, but if you touch the stove lightly and, and, uh, and don't do permanent damage, but then you know it's hot. And you're not going to touch the stove again. And so I use that that example with investing. Yeah, get a set up a Robin Hood account with the amount of money you can afford to lose, and have at it, and make mistakes. Don't make them terminal. Don't make them with with mortgage money. But touch the stove. So, Dad, I hope I explained that, and I can't wait to see you. Uh, number one, uh, two, uh, Pete. Uh, oh, uh, Mike, can we play his uh, his call in, please? Thanks. Hey, Bakes. This is Pete. So I'm a 55-year-old guy who doesn't really have much savings at all, but I'm interested in starting to play with the market a little bit. 
For the last 20 years, I was paying off excessive medical bills for myself and a child. And I have two uh, sons in college right now. We have a, a house, combined household income of about $105,000. Uh, but still, what advice would you give somebody that just wants to conservatively and slowly get into the marketplace? Um, I don't plan on retiring until 72, 75. So I would like to have uh, a little bit in savings and a little bit in the market. Thanks so much. Pete, thank you so much. Great to hear your voice. Please say hi to your brother. Uh, he let me sit in his band one time. It's still one of the highlights of my uh, guitar playing career at a ball. Uh, anyway, um, and, and thank you for introducing your son to the show. I think that's what you told me, and uh, I really appreciate it. So hello to everybody. Um, uh, so and this was re- I really appreciate this question because it, it, it really made me uh, uh, coalesce my thoughts on all of this and put it into uh, uh, one construct, for lack of a better term. And so I came up with this idea of a pyramid, you know, literally in the middle of the night, a couple of nights ago when I was going over your question. And this is what I came up with. And, and this is, you know, roughly what I do. So it's not investment advice. It's, you know, I'm, I'm eating home cooking, like I said. So uh, I think you should own some cash. I think you should own some gold. I think you should own some Bitcoin. And you pick the number that you're comfortable with, but that's for when the, uh, you know, frankly, shit hits the fan times, like when COVID hits. You know, how do you have a liquidity backstop so that you can handle emergencies and handle uh, crazy things? So cash, gold, and Bitcoin. Why do I say that? Um, uh, Cash, because that's, that's a deflation hedge. If that happens, don't think that's likely now. Uh, gold, because that's been the inflation hedge and money for the past 8,000 years. And Bitcoin has been the inflation hedge and, and currency for the last 12 years. And frankly, is getting mind share and market share from gold. So, yeah, I think just for peace of mind and sleeping, you know, you pick the number, you pick the number of months. But, you know, that 105000 maybe you have $50,000 in cash, gold and Bitcoin, equal parts. I think that's a pretty good start, okay? Number two, uh, uh, term insurance. In case you get hit by a bus, have term insurance. It's inexpensive so that uh, your wife and kids don't uh, uh, you know, have big bills. Uh, number three, I'm just walking up the pyramid if you're listening to me while you're working out or, or walking the dog, but go to the YouTube channel. It's all right here. And I think it, it's, it's, it's helpful to me, at least. Uh, number three, you mentioned uh, uh, medical debt. I don't know if there's college debt, but you know, t- uh, take that debt down as much as you possibly can with your income. And so you so it, you got 20 years, get that down to zero before you're 72 and 75 when you want to retire. I think that makes some sense. Uh, maximize your, your, your tax advantage accounts. I put 401k here uh, because I wanted to have the pyramid uh, look pretty. And if Mike can make that look prettier, that, that's even better. Um, but, you know, the more money you keep away from Uncle Sam, the better. The longer you keep it away from them, the better. And so maximize whatever contributions you can put into a 401k, IRA, Roth, whatever whatever it is. And, and this is, uh, uh, I'm going to give advice that I think, I'm not going to give advice, but my thought process here is, you know, people say you can't time the markets. And I agree with that to an extent, but I also know that we're human beings and there are times when stocks stink. But 
uh, stocks that go up to the right because we're, we're human progress is, is is everlasting, and I think you ought to have you know an S and P index fund and an international fund, and you just keep buying it through thick and thin in the four hundred one k. Don't even think about it. Don't look at it, and then pull it out when you're seventy five and smile and uh, and 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 toast yourself to your to your savings. And then lastly, I think you should do what we do. Um, and, and come up with, and this is what I do, this is the icing on the cake, if you will, the peak of the pyramid, uh, find uh, unorthodox themes and trends that, that we can exploit. And, you know, the S&P is never going to be 10% in, in cannabis and Bitcoin. So uh, I, I just think that we're a way to add value on top of everything. And uh, tell me what you think. I hope I've been helpful. Oh, uh, the, I don't like the uh, words are very important. So it isn't play in the market or start playing. I don't want you to play. Uh, you know, this isn't this isn't to be that serious, but I want you to invest in the market, understand what you own. And I think with this, uh, you'd have a lot of your bases covered for the next 20 years. And let me know if I've been helpful and if I can follow up with anything, I would love to do so. Uh, but welcome to the show and really thank you for the question. Uh, next, Brandon came in through YouTube and uh, <laughs> this is going to be great. He asked about Beam and Crisp. These are two biotech stocks, Beam Therapeutics and CRISPR Technologies. Um, and, and this is going to get, I'm going to be brutally honest, okay? Um uh, first up is Beam, B-E-A-M, DNA gene editing, and I know as much about gene editing as I, I know about uh, water polo. I, I just, it is not what I do. Uh, I it, is, it has been a, an Achilles heel of mine. Uh, when I was managing money in small and mid-cap, what I would do is I would... Uh, uh, you look at the, and this is what happens. You look at the index, let's say it's 5% of the Russell 2000 and biotech was that percentage. And I'd say, I'd go to my friends on the street, uh, with PhDs and MDs and say, what are your five, 10 best, uh, biotech stocks and form a basket with about 50 basis points each so that my risk was diversified and I could participate in the upside. Uh, I it just it's not what I do well. It's very binary. I'll talk about that. Uh, and this is why I, I, I kind of go towards ETFs so I can diversify the risk, especially when you have so many binary events. When we would buy individual stocks, at least this is what I did. I'd have an interview sheet that I, I built up over the last 25 years, and it went into everything. The the CEO's background, if I could talk to the CFO uh, live at their office, even better. Uh, I'd ask about their past, their paths, and uh, then go through all the income state, the you know, all the financials, income statement, balance sheet, cash flow, all the subjective things. And then I would add all the mistakes I made and, and include those in my, in my questions over, over time, really get into the weeds. If I'm buying, you know, putting millions of dollars into a single stock. And then in the case of biotech, I'd go out and get the KOPs, key opinion leaders and the doctors, and especially if I could get the lead investigator on a, on a biotechnology company's trial, that was great. Uh, and then I would, and I would just try to get a common sense view of this is going to work when it gets into the human body for these reasons, and then, uh, and then, and then make ideas. Now, the problem with that is there's a lot of binary risk. It all comes down with biotech to data and FDA. And if the data is positive at phase two and phase three, it gets de-risked and the stock goes up. 
and if uh, the FDA approves something, it goes up. If the FDA knocks something down, it goes down. Da- it goes down hard, 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 and you can't get out. There's no time. So I've, I've had both, uh, uh, but I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, I'm better off when there's when there's uh, uh, top line growth, revenues that I can look at, margins I can look at, and earnings I can assess. That's what I'm good at. The binary risk of biotech is just not my forte at all. Now, as it comes to Beam, having said all that, uh, this to me uh, looks like a head and shoulders pattern. You can kind of see that left shoulder, the head of the peak, and then the right shoulder that that's that's formed. Uh, I don't like that. Charts are least helpful with biotech because of that binary risk that I mentioned. So take all that with a grain of salt. Uh, the down volume is picking up. Uh, the, the volume is picking up on the down days, and uh, I, did, I did not have time to you know go to my street f- friends and and call the company. But uh, if you're interested in this, find out what the catalyst or catalyst plural are coming up, and then assess y- your belief in those being positive outcomes, either data or FDA being being positive outcomes. So, uh, and you have to look at cash burn with biotech. So I know that's not as helpful as you probably want, but uh, I, I want to give you my, my, my background here and, and I hope it's, uh, it's, it's useful. CRISPR technologies, I won't go through all the things I said before. CRSP is the symbol here. Um, I believe this is a Kathy Woodstock, so it's in, in the ARC portfolio. They, she talks about it a fair amount. Uh, and I've, I've mentioned this in prior shows. There's good and bad to that. You know, everything that Kathy talks about recently, there's a lot of pile-on effect and people mirroring her trades. And she's bringing in a lot of money. Uh, and if redemptions start to hit her funds, she's going to have to sell a lot of these stocks no matter how much she likes them. And it's going to be a cascading effect. Not saying it's going to happen. It's just a risk to be aware of. Uh, here, CRISPR has has broken the the, the, the moving averages. Don't like that. Um, again, the the charts are least helpful with with biotech. I think they're very helpful with all the other groups. And again, uh, ask what the catalyst is coming up uh, with their with their uh, their sickle cell drug. And uh, as great as the technology might be, you need to see positive data and positive FDA news to make money uh, in biotech. So you've got to figure uh, how comfortable you are. Now, uh, go up, Mike, please. All right, this is the Invesco DWA Healthcare. And I do this all the time where I identify a, a single stock or a theme, and then I look for where does it which ETFs have invested in it. In this case, this is PTH is the symbol for the Invesco Healthcare Fund. Beam is 1.68% of the portfolio and CRISP is 2.64. From a technical standpoint, this is only okay to me. I would not, I didn't stop on this uh, when I went through my 1700 charts this past month. Um, But I I bring it to your attention that, uh, uh, so here's my take. Number one, uh, touch the stove gently, quickly with money. You can lose. I'm mixing my metaphors, but touch the stove. Number two, uh, take a look at my pyramid idea and see what you think. Uh, especially Pete. Uh, I kind of like it and it, it works for me and that's what I'm doing. So, uh, let me get your feedback there. No biotech for me right now. Uh, my other take, uh, investigate, uh, Brandon, the rest of PTH, 
for gene editing stocks if you like that theme and see if you're comfortable owning the 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 rest of them so i hope that's been helpful please share this with your robin hood and your reddit friends send other stocks and ideas into me i'll offer my strategy for them as well and uh, and please stay tuned next uh my themes and groups uh the um uh, the, the, here's the portfolio uh, that I show you every month and sometimes more often. And uh, I'm allergic to red. And I mentioned that at the top of the show. And I don't have any red. Yes, on the daily I do, but not on, on the sense inception, the total gain loss that, that you see here. Uh, everything is working, uh, creating profits. And uh, I make sure that, that uh, anything that, is, uh, that doesn't work, I admit my mistakes. 15% is my number. Once I'm down 15% on anything, I shoot it. I old yeller it, as I use that, that, that crass term. And, uh, and off we go. And the reason is then I have capital available to, to invest in ideas that are working. So uh, I hold my feet to the fire. I'm up 15% plus. The S&P was up a little over 6 uh, you know, and I'm not a relative performance guy because I'm out of the institutional world. I just want to make money. If if uh, you're never going to hear me get on the show, say uh, I was down 10 and the and the market's down 20 and I'm and I'm wonderful. I don't want to do that. I want to make money every single year. That's very difficult some years, but we have a lot of flexibility as individual. I'm going to talk about that in a second. You get so much more uh, flexibility as an individual investor versus an institution. Institution has to fit into a box. They have a mandate. They uh, uh, they they almost can't hold cash ever. Uh, or any significant amounts of cash. They have uh, a turnover c constraints. They have liquidity constraints. And frankly, you could do whatever the heck you want, and I sure as heck do whatever the, what I want, as you can tell by this this crazy portfolio. But um, so rejoice in your uh, individual investor and be attuned when you hear CNBC and others talk about relative performance. You shouldn't care, and I, I, I sure as heck don't. So I'm allergic to red. Check. I don't have any. Things are going well. Now, and this is how simple I try to keep this, folks. Uh, Bitcoin is the biggest performer of 230-something percent. Um, uh, and this trend just continues. Uh, the, the money printing is, has run amok at the Federal Reserve and elsewhere. Bitcoin is, is widely being perceived as a, as a store of value that is going to be around for the next 12 years, certainly the last 12. And uh, I just uh, I, I see the, the acceptance and the trend continuing with higher prices almost inevitable. Uranium, uh, after Fukushima, uh, uh, 10 years ago now, the 10-year anniversary just came and went, uh, the supply, uh, the oversupply has been worked off. Nuclear has been growing, which most people, you know, can't fathom. And it fits into the ESG theme. So uranium prices uh, have just picked up to above 30 bucks, the spot price. And you're going to see uh, utilities lock in higher prices and miners uh, demand higher prices as far as the eye can see. And... Um, uh, I just think the theme is terrific. Cannabis, I like more and more with every passing day. Uh, uh, the stigma is, is leaving or is gone, and states need revenues, and it's a relatively painless way to tack on 20% to all the cannabis purchases, and in the case of Massachusetts, I think that's what it is, and, and bring it to the Treasury. So I see this trend going a long, long way. More on that later. Uh, blockchain the the nft explosion the the bitcoin explosion uh in our etf is stocks like microstrategy and square and i just think that uh, they're not cheap 
but I think that uh, it's a it's a trend that we're going to be exploiting for a long time. Esports and gaming, I think, are in its infancy, especially esports. It is becoming uh, uh, you know more and more prevalent, gaining more corporate sponsors, getting celebrities involved, and uh, uh, I'm very excited about that. Copper, Dr. Copper is the best economist I've ever seen. It's hitting new highs. Uh, demand from China is monstrous. Demand for EVs is monstrous. And um, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's clearly going very, very well. Uh, given my Bitcoin comments and my bearish on politician comments, uh, I'm short bonds. Uh, the infrastructure bill is another example of, of, of how uh, the government can squander money. Yeah, okay, there's some good things in it, but... But a trillion here, a trillion there, it adds up to real money. And the bonds are telling us that it doesn't care. They don't care. The bond market doesn't care what Powell says. Inflation is here and interest rates are going up and bond prices are going down. And we're going to benefit from that. Um, next is is um, uh, XRT, the retail ETF. Uh, it, 4% is GameStop, which is about as much as my stomach can handle given that roller coaster. Uh, I'm fascinated by the fact that an Amazon alum has come over to, to join the, uh, uh, the Chewy founder as, they, as this somehow, some way becomes a digital play. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, the stock doesn't seem to want to go down, even though the short interest has come down. And as I was mentioning to Mike before, uh, traffic jams are back here in Boston, and uh, the mall parking lots are full, and uh, people are just jonesing to go out and spend money, and they're going to, and they are, and retail is going to benefit. And the softs is probably the weakest part of the portfolio, but I still think it's going to work. I'll talk about it more later. Sugar, soybeans, wheat, corn, those are called the softs, and um, uh, invested in an ETF through those, and it's going to work, in my view. Uh, so I, And this is interesting. I went through... Uh, 1,700 plus charts like I do every month, sometimes more often, but I do it every month at month end, and nothing really grabbed me. I didn't see any new, usually there's some theme that I can say, hey, I'm going to take a look at this, or, or uh, uh, I see a lot of extended charts, and I see a lot of charts rolling over, and there's almost nothing in between. So um, my take is I like our themes, and I'll seek more next month, and I encourage you to send me anything that... that uh, entices you that you feel I should be paying more attention to because I don't I don't get everything but I'm I'm pretty good at this uh next podcast of the week and uh, uh on the tape I know I talk about it every week it seems like since I found it but it's just that good uh, uh Guy Adami uh my brother from another mother uh interviews Michael Saylor uh who is the CEO of MicroStrategy that has invested billions of dollars and borrowed billions of dollars to buy bitcoin it's the reason why its stock is up so much and for all of those uh, you out there that are skeptical confused uh, uh befuddled you pick the you pick the term uh i i, I point you to the link that i have in the show notes hope.com uh, that michael has put together it's a curated uh website and you, you poke around there for 12 hours, according to Michael, you're going to understand Bitcoin. Now, I've done a fraction of the 12 hours. I've, I've educated myself in other ways. But if you want to go to one place and, and learn Bitcoin, it's about the best place I've seen thus far. Uh, and he mentioned, as Guy uh, 
prodded him. Apple's got $200 billion in cash that Michael calls a liability, not an asset. And I encourage you, like I said at the top of the show, buy Bitcoin before Apple does because it's going to scream. Apple might be doing it right now and they'll tell us about it later. But if there's a headline that shows up uh, in the Wall Street Journal or CNBC or Bloomberg that Apple has invested X billions of dollars in Bitcoin, uh, that's going to be a hell of a domino on top of Tesla, on top of MicroStrategy and others. And it's going to be game on. And the price is going north, in my view. Uh, Michael had a seminar uh, last month. Uh, he expected 200 CFOs and CEOs of, of, of companies to be on the call to investigate investing in Bitcoin on the balance sheet. And they had five times that number. So there are you know 10,000 CFOs out there at least exploring with their boards, uh, investing in Bitcoin on their balance sheets. And uh, I just point to Apple as being the big kahuna. If, if that happens, it's going to be replicated and ripple through a lot of other boardrooms. So you've been warned or notified, I guess. So my take is Bitcoin's going north and watch Apple. The two are interwoven. Uh, my next take, reporters of the week, successful farming. And I know you poured over successful farming magazine like I do. Uh, but this is from Mike McGinnis. Thank you. Uh, and... Um, uh, the soybean market and corn uh, hit, hit limit up. Now, the futures exchanges, uh, as the name implies, have a daily limit as to how much a, a commodity can go up so that it, you, know, you don't have uh, the tamper volatility, I guess. Um, but U.S. farmers are, are going to plant lower corn and soybean acreage than, uh, than the, the trade expected, according to the USDA. And um, it has not manifested itself to the extent I want in my ETF, but the, the demand for commodities is, is very, very strong. I've talked about China in the past and replenishing the swine herd, and I think that's going to continue for a long time. So my take is ag is going north, and the ETF can start doing that right now, if you wouldn't mind, please. Thanks. Uh, next, uh, charts and tweets of the week. And this came from Todd Harrison, and it's uh, ABC News. It's under the, the, the uh, hashtag cannabis. And this, uh, as bullish I'm, I am on cannabis, this surprised me. Uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, the uh, majority leader from New York, which just legalized recreational marijuana, is, is saying that we'll be introducing legislation with a few of his colleagues to support decriminalization at the federal level. And Todd says, I'm sure it's priced in. I'm not so sure. Um, you know, my take is the, looking at YOLO, the chart of YOLO, uh, the, the uh, ETF that I've invested in. Uh, I, it suggests the cannabis bright future is not priced in and there's more to come. So stay tuned. That's going to be uh, interesting to see the, the stock's reaction to, uh, to that news. Newsletters of the week, nothing really jumped out at me. That was, that was money-making, but I, uh, I have my pile here, and I'm going to be going through all of those, and, and um, uh, we'll find something, believe me. Uh, that's it. Please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter, at Bakes Takes underscore, and other social media. Please, please use your voice memo app, like Pete at 55 years old. God bless you. Uh, tape your questions and uh, email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com or write in if you prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. 
Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you. As always, happy Easter to you and to everybody. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much needed levity, Kathleen Madigan. I want to have some ladies uh, on the uh, on the comedy front. And this is commonly Googled. And you'll get a chuckle out of this. And I will see you next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. <laughs>